Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Uh, okay, you're done. Oh my there, god, you're good. Uh, so, go. oh, what did you do this <laughs> week? <laughs> One more time. Hold on. <laughs> oh yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. <laughs> you know what it is? It's them kids and wives and nine to fives, but we are still married to the games. Zero seven. Four? Yeah. yeah. I think think seven four. <laughs> Man, I am worn out. <laughs> you guys, as much as I love doing this podcast, you guys are getting the rest of Gabe. Like, I saved up just enough to do this podcast, and I'm crashing after this podcast. Isn't that a new DLC oh, for The, my the Last of Us? It's The Last of Gabe? <laughs> yes, the last of game. <laughs> I give it to you, the Married to the Games community. Um, thank you guys for being here. It's your boy Gabe Patillo, of course, with Tim Router and Timothy Hall. As always, we are talking life and games, games and life. And uh, these guys are here in full effect, and I'm barely here. <laughs> well, you, brother, you might as well start it up, man. Tell us about your week and what's been going on because oh. you are busy. My gosh, as you can hear in my voice, I am struggling. That that oh yes yes y'all just did not want to come out this morning. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Tropical, uh, tropical Sioux Falls. Oh, the blistering, blistering temperatures of 19 degrees. Wow. Um, so let me just paint my last, let's say, two days. What's today? That would be Wednesday. 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 Okay. So Monday, I get up in the morning, have to drive to Cool Springs, like 20 minutes from my house, and load some motorcycles into a trailer. To take on the road because we're taking our motorcycles on the road, which is not going to do us any good today, but <laughs> we'll do oh, as well later in this tour. And um, we get there. We're loading the bikes. There's only two of us to load four mo- motorcycles. We run into problems. I have to be at the airport at one o'clock. I don't leave Cool Springs until 1115. Still have to go all the way home, finish packing, oh. pick someone up and then oh, go to the airport. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um you had to go get home to the and pack after playing the most expensive game of Tetris ever. <laughs> exactly. Motorcycle Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> and then um get on, you know, get to the airport late, get on the flight, everything's fine. Fly to New York. Um get to spend the night in New York. Get up at we at our lobby call was 4:30 in the morning. Ugh. And so we got up 4.30 in the morning, got picked up by this, you know, car service. They drove us to the Fox Studios, did a show called Fox and Friends. Um, so, like, we sound checked at 5 in the morning. So, like, uh, <laughs> trying to sing that early in the morning is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you can already hear it in my voice that I'm tired. And so uh, you can really hear it then. And then uh sat around from... Five o'clock in the morning to eight fifty when we finally did the show. 
sang on the show, got back at a thing, a car, got driven to Universal Music Group, had to do like a presentation of Toby's new video for Speak Life there, meet like eight people, and then like did that for a little bit, scarfed down a bagel, then went from there to Vivo. You know Vivo? They're kind of like married to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. The music um, video service thing. Yeah. Um, I think it stands for Video Evolution is what Vivo oh, stands for. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Um, went to Vivo. Got there too early. We thought our thing was at 12. It was actually at 1230. So we're like just sitting in their cafe like playing pool. Sweet. And, uh, so we waited there. The thing didn't get started till like 1245. We did an acoustic thing, which was Toby singing, me beatbox, Tim on the guitar, nervous sang, but there was no microphones or anything like that. So I'm beatboxing as hard as I can, like as loud as I can. (laughs) Oh man. I'm I'm the only one sweating. We only do three songs. I'm, because it was just like a cafe, come meet the people that work at Vivo kind of thing. So, So it's only like, you know, 45 people or something like that. Anyway, that ends up being cool. Leave there, get on a plane, uh, go, go to the airport, get on a plane to Chicago. And we get on our flight at four o'clock, sit on the tarmac for an hour. And then the two hour flight to Chicago, get to Chicago, eat a burger, which was awesome. (laughs) I like how you're throwing the food in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of good. course, it's it's important to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, get to Chicago at like I think. I, I mean, we got to the hotel probably ten thirty ish. You know, got in my room, got settled by eleven thirty ish. Made sure I had my stories. Was asleep by one o'clock in the morning, and here I am, uh. six thirty in the morning. All married to the games, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so, so you my, played a lot this week. My then, week huh? was good, but that was my last two days. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Oh man. So when I, my first attempt at oh yes yes y'all sounded like an airy cracky mess. <laughs> it sounded like me when I did so, the, the outro the other night. Sometimes oh for those that don't know, sometimes Hall does like an after the credits thing. So. We're not saying every time something's going to be there, but Hall every now and then does sneak something at the very end of the song after the outro. He'll put in something maybe that fun that's happened, you know, outside the show. So, well, you're going to force me to this time. Yeah, sure enough, that's going to happen today. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. Oh, sorry. So the good thing that came out of all all that travel was I'm almost at the end of Tearaway. Like I'm right there at the very end. Oh yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, I see the bus today. The buses are home away from home. So, uh, I get to finally be in my own bunk, get to unload my stuff, which will be awesome. I brought my PS3 thanks to our community. I asked everybody on Twitter which one I should bring. And, uh, people were like, it's a no brainer. Take the PS3. There's way more content for it. I got Borderlands one. I got Borderlands two. I got Brothers, Taylor, Two Sons. I've got um, Wolf Among Us. I've got all kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, have the PS3. I will be missing 
AC4 over the next three weeks, but that should be fine. Three weeks from now, I'll get my AC4 on, and it'll be okay. It'll still be there when you get back, and that'll probably be around the time I'll be playing it. We'll see. There you go. Ooh, there you go. I like that. Yeah. It, okay. Doesn't the, um, does the app have any social function? I don't know. Like, can you see how your friends are doing and stuff? I actually have never tried to use it for that. I've only used it for sending my ships out. So I have no idea. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. Like, I like the idea of of them giving you a a little part of the game that you can do outside of playing the game. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, something to do while I'm on lunch or something. Exactly. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sending my fleets out and stuff like that over the next three weeks on my phone. But that'll be that'll be about it. For Assassin's Creed, unless I get some blazing internet, then I'll, uh, you know, Vita you it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, router. Oh yes, y'all. What it do? Well, uh, let's see uh, what happened. Oh yeah, my daughter turned two. That's that was right. Very cool. <clears throat> we had a, a little shindig on Saturday, and uh, it was it was just great. My wife was a beast when it comes to planning a party like this. And she just put all this stuff together. Uh, I mean, the living room furniture was out again. We I had to put that in the garage and we rented these big tables and um, it was a bunny themed. So somehow she actually found an organization. They're called little, little critters and they'll bring like farm animals and, and that kind of stuff to a party. And so she got like three, five six, or six week old uh, bunny rabbits and the kids just freaked out over it. They just loved it. it. Awesome. And they were really, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And, and then at and, the end of the day, everybody took one home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody really wanted to take them home. They were really, yeah, they sure. were really sweet. Um, but she just, she just knocked it out of the park. And Piper, I think, had a great time uh, to the point where she actually, she's, she's going through this phase where she just wants to take off her clothes and run around in her diaper. And she almost did that at the party. So we almost, <laughs> yeah. we almost had a streaker it's moment. A, a it's streak a bad risk. thing. We gotta, yeah, we gotta, so be, it, we gotta get that demon out of there, boy. That's right. Yeah. I came exactly. around the corner. She just had her shirt on with just a dress. Like, look at me. Yeah, I like, was like, she's like, whoa, put your clothes on. Running around all crazy. Yeah. But, uh, where's your yeah, parents? So it's, it's, it's amazing. I, it, Everybody says, oh, you know, time flies, you know, it just, it goes like that. And before you know it, they're in college and I'm starting to really believe it because I can't believe it's been, it's two years already. So, so after that, um, the poor girl, she now has strep throat and another ear infection. So, uh, let me ask you this. Does she get an ear infection every other week? Every, like, as I listen back through the podcast, I'm like, she just had a double ear infection two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, she did. And we actually have to go to uh, an ENT specialist now. Our pediatrician was like, we need to just figure out what our options are. She may have to get tubes, uh, oh, yeah. which, would, oh, yeah. which would really, really suck. I'd really yeah, my try. My brother had to get those. Yep. I'm really trying to avoid that, but uh, we'll see what Kids happens. Kids just but. get them so easy. It's it's one of those weird things where like parents can be super freaky about ear infections, but it's funny yeah. because the ear infection itself is not contagious. What happens right. is like you get a cold or you get strep and then the buildup that comes along with all that mucus and stuff in your head yep. gives you the ear infection. Yeah. And apparently her ear canals are tiny anyway. So if there's any type of blockage or anything, she can... Uh, she can get an ear infection pretty easily. So mm. it, it was kind of pathetic. Like she had had a, a little bit of a fever over the weekend and we were just monitoring it and it fluctuated. But then 
yesterday she woke up and she was just burning up. And, uh, so we mm. took her to the doctor. She had her two year, um, Check exam anyway. And mm. so the doctor's like, well, her throat's beat red. So we're going to give her a strep test, which that went over really well, by the way. Oh. And, and then they took a little blood, but other than that, she's a perfectly healthy baby just running around doing her thing. But I just feel bad for her. She just kind of looks pathetic. <laughs> other than always being sick, she's perfectly healthy. <laughs> <laughs> other than always having ear infections. She's great. <laughs> That's so funny. So, just the way you worded that was hilarious. Yeah. So, but uh, she's, but, she's such a happy baby. That's what's so nice. Like she doesn't, yeah. I think her and Amara are very similar in that way. Like where they get sick. They don't really get like real droopy and like yeah, you really would tell cranky. Really, yeah, yeah. And and those two, man, they play hard together. Holy cow! I mean, they were Ooh-wee. running around just going ape, and it was it was mm-hmm. really cute to see. So it was a lot of fun. So that was that pretty much consumed uh, the entire weekend. Um, I did get some some good play time in though. I am I am currently playing Mass Effect Three, and nice. absolutely. Absolutely loving that game. I mean, it's just, it's just huge and epic and it's just fun. And I'm just doing as many missions as I can. And it's just, I just love the fact that it's, everything's tying into a grand story. It's like I'm playing a movie and it's really good. And like the decisions that I make affect different things. And it's just, it's so much fun, man. I really, I'm a huge fan now of that franchise. How do you like it in comparison to two? Cause you played two more recently. Yeah. Yeah, I played two more recently. I, you know, it's very similar. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's still too early to tell. I'm really enjoying it though. There's just so many upgrades you can do, and I've been really experimenting with all the different uh, weapon mods to mm-hmm. see. You know, I'm just trying to maximize the, the most amount of damage I can do. Um, I, I went ahead and I did repurchase my blood dragon armor from Mass Effect Two because I, I had it Mass Effect Two, and then of course I didn't have it. Uh, when it carried over to three, but I found it and I'm like, yes, I got to uh, cause I love that armor for some reason. It just looks cool. It does look pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just kind of moving along and, and you know, what's so weird about those, that, those, those different armors. Like I always thought about getting some, but for some reason I never liked his face being covered up. So I never wore it, a helmet the whole game. Oh yeah. I, yeah, always, I hardly saw his face in the second one just cause of that. Armor. <laughs> yeah. But me too. Wow. So yeah. I, I think I got yeah. used to it. I, that's exactly right. And I, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not wearing a helmet and I'm going into battle. This is not going to be a good thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so makes but, sense. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's such a good game. I've been trying to get a little Mario Kart in there too. I just, I, that, that's one of those, like, you need an hour really to do a, a to complete a mission and do kind of your little scavenging on Mass Effect 3. If you have, but if I have like 30 minutes, I'll pop in the Wii and play just a little Mario Kart because you can do a full uh, a track series in like 15, 20 minutes. So yeah, I'm, oh yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm because I had to start over, I'm still doing the 50 CC, but I'm, man, I'm trying to get those three stars. It's so hard to get. It's harder than you think three, it is. Like it the, really it's funny. Is. I, I looked it up cause I was like, okay, how, what is the criteria of getting three stars? And yep. You know, coming to find out you can't barely hit anything in the road. You can't hit the walls. You got to be in first place most of the time, which all naturally happens because we're fairly good at the game. But like every now and then you'll slip on a banana or something like that. And then next thing you know, it's two stars. 
Yep. Yeah. It's, and that was the challenge that I had the first uh, time I did it. But it's just, it's funny because it's been so long since I played, like I've, I've forgotten some of the tracks. So it's nice to go back and redo some of those. I'm like, oh, that's right. And then I know like the little tips and tricks. I mean, the, the difference though is that if you're in first place, you don't get, you only get what your banana and a cube and maybe a red shell every once in a while. But like where the, where the shortcuts are is really when you need the mushrooms or, you know, the star or something like that, where you can just bypass it all and cut through. But you can't do that if you're in first place. So yeah, it's just, it's fun though, man. I love that game. I'm so excited for Mario Kart eight. It's just going to be so much fun. Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome. I've blabbed long enough. Mr. Hall, please discuss how your week was. I was hoping you'd blab long. So I don't have a whole lot. (laughs) Uh, uh, I did. Uh, I don't think I. I don't think I mentioned that I finished the Burial at Sea episode one. Oh right! Oh and nice, just, the Infinite DLC. Yeah I, yeah, I finished that before our last episode. I think I think I just forgot to mention, and I had posted out on the forum that I was kind of a little little meh on it. Like it was, it was cool to jump back in. Uh, it plays exactly like the regular game does, Infinite, mm-hmm. but. There's not, there's there's not a whole lot there. Like if I would have paid, I think it's either ten dollars or fifteen dollars just to buy the episode alone. If I didn't buy the season pass, I would have been a little disappointed. I think. I've really? heard that. Yeah, I've heard that from other people too. Like it's it's one of those. It's good, but it's not. It could have been better, or it's just it. Yeah, it's well, just it, could, there. it could have been. It could have been a little bit longer because there's really only a couple of objectives in the entire thing. And Hmm. when you get to the second half of the game, it's pretty much the same thing for the whole second half. So there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot there. It looks like they probably could have been working on something more ambitious, but didn't get enough time. Cause like they, they walk you through, they walk you through the whole new rapture. Like if you've played, if you've played Bioshock one, then this will be really cool for you to get to see that world again. And they did so much attention to detail in that world, but it's just it's just to look at. So you can really skip through all of it. Yeah, you know uh, I mean? sure. I mean, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't exactly barrel through the thing, and I got through it in probably an hour and a half. So. Oh wow, that's really short. Yeah, so it kind of it, it kind of felt like an episode of of The Wolf Among Us almost, like it was the same length, but and it told. Mm less story so it was kind of for me just less fun i guess speaking of which did you play that as well oh i already beat that last week oh yeah we discussed that yeah yeah it was it was really good though so i mean i recommend if you haven't if you haven't played it or if you're if you're waiting for the vita version i'm sorry (laughs) man i don't think they're bringing vita versions out of any of these games anymore it doesn't feel like i mean it's the the delay between those coming out, Walking Dead season two. Um, I mean, none of that has has hit the Vita, and so I I had yeah. to stop my wait for that. What are they waiting for? Well, I I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like by now they should be developing the Vita version just in conjunction with developing the PS3 version or yeah, something. agreed. Because. If they would have launched that day one on Vita, they wouldn't have lost money on it. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, no way! Yeah, I mean, is I mean, it that is it that hard to port to the Vita though? I don't understand. Like, I just what well, I just remember hearing when they released the Vita that 
that uh, Sony had kind of come up with this almost like easier way to port things to the Vita. Like they, mm-hmm. they developed the Vita with porting in mind kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, and I had heard that either Ubisoft or Irrational or one of those studios was looking into uh, porting some games over just because they thought it was fairly easy. Mm. So I I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess we'll get to see with this Borderlands bundle that's coming out, which should we talk about that real quick? Because we had some we had like a couple people asking us about that router. Yeah, go for it. The Borderlands bundle is going to make us hop on a Vita. And honestly, I think so. Yeah, (laughs) really? Yeah. I mean, like I kind of I've I've played a Vita and I've kind of gotten some time in with it. And for me, it was a little heavy. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of looking forward to the slim, quote unquote. I don't know how much lighter it's going to be. I think they said like 20%, yep. but it could make a decent difference. So 15% lighter. 15% lighter. Eh, yeah, it's a 20% thinner. thinner. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out and I'll get my hands on it and see what I think. I'm the screen, the screen difference doesn't really bother me that much, but the, um, you know, the main thing is, is I want something that is, kind of feels good in my hands and the Vita, the first Vita is a little heavy for my taste. So, you know, it's interesting too. Like I, I, you know, my hands are really big and I, so I kind of would want the thicker Vita instead of the thinner one. I think, you know, like mm-hmm. I went out and got the grip, like you put your Vita into a, a grip. So it kind of sits in your hand more like a controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but the touch screen on the new one, the PCH 2000 or the Vita Slim, uh, is going to be smaller. And so it's probably going to give your hands a little bit more room to breathe and the grips where your fingers go are bigger on the back. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be, um, interesting to see how much different that is. Cause it might be, it might be great. And for those that don't know what he was talking about when he brought up the screen, the, the original Vita had an LCD screen. And the new ones, I mean, I'm sorry, the new ones got an LCD screen. The old ones got an OLED screen and the OLED screen is brighter in the, in every video or picture I've ever seen. Um, but you know, if you don't know that you don't have it as bright as it could be, I, mean, I don't think that would bother anybody. I did not I see, however, I'm probably going to be playing it at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't see that the sticks were clicky though. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Clicky no, that was an oversight. No clicky sticks or sticks being clicky on the new Vita. Um, all right, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes. Router's got, well, we might as well just end this out. The Slim comes with an eight gigabyte memory card and a download code hmm. for Borderlands 2, and it'll be $200. And that's the perfect and, game to put on the Vita. And oh Amazon's, Amazon's taking pre-orders. Uh, did you say the release date? The Amazon has it at the end of May or the end of March. I forget. Happy I should have wrote it down. Happy birthday to me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, forget wh- I forget when they said, but it's funny because the other stores don't have a date yet, but they're taking a pre-order. So I'm not sure exactly on a day. It'll probably... The day will probably come out after we've recorded this, and then everybody on Twitter tomorrow will be like, you idiots. <laughs> it's on such and such a day. That's uh, awesome. Oh, gosh. 
Okay. So the best thing to say is we don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. (laughs) Ryder, do what you do, baby. New releases for this week. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the Last of Us DLC left behind. On Ooh. Valentine's Day, on Valentine's Day for the PS3. <laughs> like, Guess who's like on I the road week, on Valentine's Day? That's right. And like Gabe I said Patillo. last week, <laughs> like I said last week, there's going to be a lot of very sad ladies <laughs> that are just going to be alone because their their mans are going to be playing some Last of Us. Um, no, it's all good. So yeah, that that releases this week. Uh, we got we're actually getting some good stuff coming in finally. Um, Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13 for the 360 and PS3. I thought you said good stuff. This week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm, get, I'm getting there. So yeah, we yeah, have yeah. Um, nice. Ubi, Ubisoft looks like they're, release, they're releasing a Far Cry compilation uh, for the PS3. You get two, three, and Blood Dragon. So that's awesome. Uh, you get Don't you get one, two? Uh, the original? I don't know. You know, it's it, funny, it when I looked sense. at it, I felt like it didn't say the first one either, but that would only make sense that it was one, two, three, and Blood Dragon, but you know how people yeah, are doing lately. I heard, I heard, like, well, I heard that they two, went back and redid and one, and it's called Far Cry Classic. Now. Right, and that's just yeah. what I was going to say. Like that's, HD oh, the Xbox that's got out. that one, yeah. I think. Yeah, Xbox and PS3, got they got them both. Okay. So I, uh-huh. I don't understand why they're doing one separately versus a Far Cry compilation of two, three, and Blood Dragon, but either way, great. Mm-hmm. Great game, and uh, and that's a that's a nice little release. And Paul, did you another... play? Did you play Far Cry Two? I played a little bit of it for that game audio class, and honestly, it kind of felt like a last gen game to me. Yeah, and I may be alone on that. I I I, I kind of wonder if they tweaked anything, but I doubt it. Well, um, I don't know anything. Is it on PS3? Uh yeah, yeah, Far Cry 2 is on PS3. I think when we played it in class, we played it on the Xbox, which was the better version. Yeah. And uh it it just like I said to me it just felt a little a little rough around the edges like it felt kind of like an Xbox game. Uh, yeah. Did it did it have um was it like 3 or was 3 a huge departure from 1 and 2? 3 was quite a bit different to me. Like it oh, handled okay. differently, the AI was much better. Um, really, it's obviously a new story, would, right? Yeah, it kind of, a, a different story for sure. But mm-hmm. honestly, I would, I think I would feel like going back to two after playing three, you're probably going to be let down a little bit. I yeah. think I, I just because of the gameplay is much different. Like the, the AI that. is just like ridiculous. Like it's like on or off. Like you'll be sneaking. If you, you know, do a, a, a wrong turn or you accidentally stand up, you know, they'll notice you immediately. But if you like sneak right by them and you literally like walk by them, they're not going to see you. Like the AI no. is just terrible. So, huh. but it's, it's, it's older AI. I mean, the game has, you know, a lot of excuses that work in its favor. It's just an older game. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Router. Sorry. The, uh, Xbox is releasing the Witcher 2 Assassins of King's Silver Box. Hmm. Collection, hmm. Uh, Skull Girls Encore for the PS3, uh, the Lego Movie video game for everybody, Wii U, Xbox One, PS4, 3DS, blah 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 blah. Um, Loco Cycles coming out on an Xbox 360 and PC. 
And then the one I've all, that I've completely been waiting for, Barbie Dreamhouse Party <laughs> for the Wii, for the Wii U and the 3DS. Oh, of course you've been waiting for that one. Well, you know when Piper starts getting into games, that's the kind of stuff I'm probably going to end up having I to buy. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, that is uh, so funny. Yeah. So that's uh, that's it for new releases. Um, so we're starting to get some stuff put together, which is nice. And uh, we got some good games coming out this year, and uh, I'm excited to announce them as we get them, which will be great. Sweet. Top sell- Top selling games for the week ending February 1st. We got some change-ups, finally, which is amazing. Number 10, Call of Duty goes for the Xbox One. Mm. Number 9, here's an interesting one, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Xbox 360 edition. Really? Yeah, that crept up into the top 10, which is pretty interesting. Could be because they've been putting that thing on sale a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, they they really have. Could be right. Could have finally affected it. Number 8, Pokemon XY. Number seven, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for the Xbox One. Ooh, really? Yes. Number six, wow. Call of Duty Ghost for the PS3. Five, huh. GTA Five for the PS3. Number four, Grand Theft Auto for the 360. Lord of mercy. Number three, Call of Duty Ghost for the 360. I'm going to just be saying Call of Duty Ghost and Grand Theft Auto Five for like the next like couple months anyway. Speaking of, did you guys hear that Grand Theft Auto Five sold over like thirty million? It's unbelievable. That's World, ridiculous. It's, that's worldwide, Crazy. isn't it? Uh yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that's insane. Just insane. Here's where yes. we got a, a little bit of a shakeup. The number two game Minecraft for the three sixty. Oh <laughs> <clears throat> boo. boo. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But number one. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for the PS4. I knew that was going to be in what? there. What? PS4 knew it. has actually toppled and t- claimed the number one spot for like the first time in forever. It it beat the uh, Xbox 360 version by nearly 15,000 units. So I mean, that's, that's pretty- not that much, but that's still crazy. Oh, you're talking about the Xbox One version? The PS4 beat out the Xbox One by about 15,000 units. And that's got to be because of the frame rate thing that came out. Yeah, could be. Or just that there's more PlayStations out there. Yeah. That's I mean, po- a possibility. That, that's pretty interesting, man. I mean, that's I haven't seen any PS3 or PS4 game really topping the charts like that. So that was really cool. That was really surprising. I don't think since release week. I don't think the PS4 has been up there since the release week or the week after release week before yeah. the X-Bone came out. Yep. Wow, so there you number have one. Yeah, there you Holy have it. There's a, they're your new releases for last week, and uh, that's pretty cool. Good job, Router. Good job. Yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> Hall, give us something. Well, I kind of wanted to th- – this is a really good segue for talking a little bit about why the definitive edition of PS4 – probably beat out the Xbox one. So mm-hmm. we were talking about this. was it two weeks ago or last week that it came out that the definitive edition on PS4 was going to be running at 60 frames and the Xbox one version was going to be running at 30. And, right. you know, I had mentioned, well, you know, the PS4 one is probably running at 60, but it probably does some slowdown here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's to be expected. Um, but it came out, uh, 
this week with an interview with uh, a developer. He was mentioning the Xbox One, the RAM is slower, and we all kind of knew that already. But he did say right. that the fact that the PS4 has faster RAM, it's a lot easier to do 1080p. And I imagine then it's probably a lot easier to do a better frame rate because you have uh, faster memory. Wow. Wow. So it kind of was something that was confirmed through a developer in an interview that just basically, yeah, it's easier to develop for the PS4 this time. It's very strange. So and it's it's kind of I mean, like you talk about flip flop, boy. Sheesh, the weeks. Yeah, it, it's it. A lot of people were saying with this generation, like, and obviously we're really early into this new generation, so we're not downplaying the Xbox One. It's going to do just fine. I I see no problems there, but. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of taking a different role this time. I mean, the Xbox 360, like uh, Major Nelson was saying, you know, remember when the 360 came out? It took a little bit to get traction, but that's to me, I don't think that's the case. Because when the 360 came out, I just remember everybody being all about it. I mean, once you saw the graphical difference, like between going between Xbox and Xbox 360, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and the price compared to the PS3 was, I mean, a, a oh yeah, the, huge the price gap. was definitely better, but but the 360 had that year jump too. You know, it came, it came out a year before, and to be honest, like, you know the the 360 latched on pretty quick. It, like, I noticed that all my friends had them, and I got one in you know 2006. That was a year after it came out. And like I said, everybody I knew already had them, and they weren't like big gamers. They were just, you know, casual gamers, and they all had one. Yeah. So it wow. caught on really fast, the attach rate. Yeah. Well, here's what, we, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, here's what concerns me if I'm an Xbox One user, is that if they're having issues with Tomb Raider, uh, how is this going to be fixed come uh, Titanfall? Oh, no. Well, Titanfall is running at 720p. Okay. If I remember correctly. And to be honest, I don't I don't much care about games running at 720p versus 1080p because when you're sitting 10 feet away from your TV, you're not going to be able yeah, to tell. Exactly. And and plus Titanfall is so fast-paced compared to a game like Tomb Raider anyway that I don't mm-hmm. think it, I don't think you're going to see you're not going to see the difference that clearly because it's going to be such so fast-paced. But like right. I, I don't know, it still kind of triggers something in my mind to say, hey, if they're having some frame rate issues here, I'm a little nervous here. If well, we're going to get some lag. Well, it's early in the generation. And, True. And I think that the reason they went with 720p is because they wanted to lock that frame rate, which exactly. I am completely on board with. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. That's that's way smarter. Yeah, I mean, I would rather have a steady frame rate than 1080p. I don't I don't care much about 1080p, but I want the game to be steady. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they did say that uh, Microsoft is going to be releasing, I think, a new developer uh, update or developer kit update that kind of helps tweak that a little bit. That range. Oh, that's great. That's so, great. And I think I bet I, I as we kind of go go through here, I bet they're going to start to kind of pull back some of the resources that the OS takes over. Um, yeah, just because. You know, the thing about the OS, too, is it's very, it's very graphic, graphic heavy. Like, I mean, I know that they've got the tiles and stuff, but it does take up a lot of those resources uh, that the, that the system needs to use for games. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that the the Xbox One's interface does look much cooler. 
I think it definitely works as a an entertainment device. Great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there needs to be a way to either uh, for them to either tweak that down or kind of change it a little bit to to be more efficient. And I think they will. I think it's just a matter of time. Um, I did notice, too, a lot of my uh, friends and coworkers have Windows 8. And they don't ever really use the tile interface, but it's it's kind of one of those things I think that's always running on the OS. So you kind of have to compensate right. for it by having a faster machine. Exactly. Yeah, I would I would assume by the, by the end of this year there'll there'll be updates, there'll be new dev kits or dev you know a dev a, update or something. yeah a dev update that's that's really going to be able to configure and tweak so that the OS is just running really efficiently and really solid and it's exciting that'll that'll be great that just means greater opportunity for for better better quality games yeah and 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 i know the the news outlets are kind of making a big deal about it now but i think we'll see parody soon enough like you'll see you'll see the game look exactly the same on both consoles it took forever you know last gen for uh the ps3 games to come up to par with the 360 games so yeah, mm-hmm. it's just because people, you know, they had to kind of learn how to use the the tools that they had. So I think we'll see the same thing. There you go. Nice. Speaking of uh, all that Titanfall, as we were talking about, is accepting beta applications now. So wow. go to Titanfall.com slash beta. Go sign up. It'll be open until the 14th of February. <laughs> Just a time for you to <laughs> start playing some Last of Us DLC. Um, so, uh, and I think they're going to start sending out the last invites. I think will go out on the 17th. So if you guys go sign up it's for Xbox One and PC, no 360, sorry. Boo. And no pre-order required, which is nice. Um, but it's English only. Uh, English text and audio through the beta only. Oh, um, exactly. And of course, the game will be out the 11th of March on Xbone and PC, and the March 25th for the 360. So go sign up for that beta and let us know how it is, please. Yeah, that's that's incoming soon enough. I'll either, yeah, uh, that's right around the corner, man. Holy cow! Right around yeah. the corner, Jack. I mean, if it's not coming to Redbox, I'll just buy it. In the words of Pocahontas, just around the river bend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you definitely have, have a daughter, a brother. Old. Yeah. You have a daughter. <laughs> it's kind of um, crazy. Doesn't just to take a sidestep here, doesn't Pocahontas like kind of take a sidestep to everybody else? Like she's not in the princess collection or Yeah, she gets gypped. That's Yeah, she's not. Yes, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. She should be she <laughs> should be that in we there. should talk about on a gaming podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's the hot topics. I, I noticed that when, <laughs> when Chris subjects. and I went to I think we went to Disney, was it I think it might have been two years ago or a year ago or something, but we noticed that when we went there, we didn't see Pocahontas stuff anywhere. No. Interesting, so, right? Yeah, it's pretty weird. I saw more Star Wars stuff, and they didn't even own them at the time. <laughs> so awesome. It's <laughs> a shame. Uh, Hall, give us something else. Michael Pactor, because he is kind of infamous in this industry. Um, sometimes I like, I think he Infamous likes just, just for saying stuff. Yeah, like sometimes <laughs> I think he likes for. to say controversial stuff just so people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Michael Pactor. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know who he is. It's all publicity stunt. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I got to get my name out there. So he he might have done this. I, I don't know if his company did this as a press release or something, but 
he basically said that he thinks PlayStation Now is a joke because he said that no publisher is going to allow any titles less than two years old to appear on the service. Which, and what, what was his reasoning for that? I, I don't know because, first of all, developers have already been putting out games that are less than two years old on PS Plus. So that kind of negates that argument right there. Um, and second of all, a lot of people were saying, well, it's just like Netflix, you know, we don't with Netflix. Like I know that there's not going to be new stuff on there and I don't care. It's just something to watch. Yeah. You know, like if I want to watch season one of a show, like, like exactly. for instance, they, they've got all of Dexter up there now. Yeah, I, that show I started right. in like 2006 or something. Yeah, I need to watch that show. The shows are way better than the movies on Netflix streaming. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's really what Netflix streaming is known for—to go through and watch an entire season of a show, you know, over a week or something. So, mm -hmm. but this to me, like I said, didn't. It kind of fell flat just because of what I've seen them doing with PS Plus. You know, for instance, we just got Infinite. Infinite's been out for like a year. Yep. So <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I don't think they're. It'll afraid. be it'll be a year actually. March twenty sixth, I think. Yeah. So even it, less than even less than a year, and it's on for free for PlayStation Plus. It, yeah, and, Get I, and that game. Besides yes. that, besides that, it's a good uh, marketing tool because Absolutely. I have read reports from developers saying, "Well, we sold more DLC." Or, hey, it affected other versions of the game, like the sure. developer of uh, Thomas Was Alone. Did they release that through PS Plus for, was it PS4 maybe? Thomas Was Alone? Uh, I think so. Or maybe oh, gosh, Vita. I can't remember. Yeah, Vita. Yeah, it might have been Vita. He, he said when he released that for free that he saw a PC version, or the PC version getting sold more often. That's amazing. So... It all, it's just it's, a good publicity tool. Exactly. And, and you know, people say, well, why are you giving this away for free? Well, there's a reason behind it because it's going to it's going to pay back in the long run. You know, mm -hmm. and and I, I am such a, a, a good fan of that and a good example of that because of the whole border because of Borderlands and what happened there when they released Borderlands for free. That's how I got hooked on that series. And mm -hmm. I'm you know, and I have Borderlands 2 now and. You know, I'll whatever, you know, I didn't I didn't get a ton of DLC for this one. I probably should have. But but, you know, I'm excited for what they're going to do next. Hey, wait it, for your Vita version, man. It's going to come yeah. with all the DLC. That's right. Crazy. Yeah, it was one of those things like everybody was comparing it to Netflix. And then he kind of came back with a rebuttal saying that it's not going to be like Netflix because Netflix. This was it was kind of a cop out thing. But he was like, they worked out a bunch of really great deals early on. And you're like, well, what makes you think that Sony and them wouldn't do that? You Besides know what I'm saying? the fact like, that Sony produces games. Too. Right. And they own some of their, they own a lot of developers anyway. And a lot of their IPs are Sony owned anyway. So how is that any different? Yeah. Well, it, it kind of sucks because it's, you're, everybody's just saying stuff until it gets here. Of course. And I can't, when, when we see the price, we'll all know exactly what happened. Yep. Either they could get the licensing or they couldn't. If it ends up being $30 a month, then it didn't work. If yeah. it ends up being like $15 or something like that, then something went right. And if the cat, you know, depending on how big the catalog is. I think that's a great gauge to find out, uh, 
the effectiveness of, or, or just the collection that you can potentially play, you know, if it is more expensive than, Hey, you're not getting as met as much as you probably should. I mean, Netflix, it's hard to even compare because Netflix, I, that's a pretty crazy thing that you get that much content for like nine bucks a month. Yeah. That's a grip mm-hmm. of content. Yes, but it is. just like any subscription service, people are going to sign up and not use it. And yep, so that's exactly. where you start really getting paid because it was like me with EverQuest. I think I was signed up to EverQuest for two years and never played the game. Nice. If anybody remembers what EverQuest is, it's like the original, one of the original MMOs, but, um, you know, and th- that's how they get their money. I've had mud sitting in my house, the movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey sitting in my house for probably three months from Netflix, <laughs> but. Every month I'm paying them for that disc based service. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what will happen with, that's what will happen with PlayStation now too, because people will sign up just like I'm going to sign up and not use it. Or hopefully enough people will sign up. Like uh, Hall was saying, I went back and looked through my friends list to see like how many people had plus way more people have plus than don't have plus. And so if it ends up being as good a value as plus is, then we don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. And they don't no. have anything to worry about. Yep. I think kind of like you said, Gabe, like one of the reasons they might be getting into this business is exactly that, that people forget. Because working in software, I kind of have my ear to the ground on this stuff. And the reason mm-hmm. that Adobe went with the creative cloud was not because, I mean, because well, if you think of creative cloud, it is almost cheaper because they were releasing updates every year. Mm-hmm. And the reason they went to that model was so they can have a year, like a year long cash flow. Like the yeah. problem that you have selling software is that you'll have seasons of growth. So you'll have, you know, you release the new update and then everybody buys it. And then you kind of have like a low run rate for a while. Yeah. Got a the low, reason that yeah. a lot of services want to go to subscription is so they, they just have cash flow year round basically. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's, insurance. It's insurance. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, know what I'm you pay every month, even though you don't use it. <laughs> Every month. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So another thing that happened since we talked last uh, were the Dice Awards, the 17th annual Dice Awards. Oh, right. Uh, Dice stands for direction out. uh, What what does it stand for? Design. Oh, I didn't write it down. I should have. Wait, if I can think of it. Design. Design, innovate, communicate, entertain. Uh-huh. I had it on my clipboard. I just hit paste. It was the last thing I copied and pasted last night. Nice. Um, and uh, Naughty Dog cleaned house. That's amazing. Oh, boy. They were nominated for 13 awards and got 10 of them. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so la- <laughs> Last of Us won. <clears throat> Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, Outstanding Innovation in Gaming, Outstanding Achievement in Sound Design, big ups to our boy, Mm -hmm. Outstanding Achievement in Story, Outstanding Achievement in Character Performance uh, for Ellie, Ashley Johnson, shout out, she killed that junk. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Outstanding Achievement in Visual Engineering, Outstanding Achievement in Animation, and Adventure Game of the Year. 
Wow. Hmm. Holy crap. Boy, if there isn't a lot of pressure for Naughty Dog now to deliver on the next game, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. No, that's oh, right, I mean, Jack. That's the, they now officially have the weight of the world on their shoulders. Or the, actually, no, I take it. They have the spotlight on them from here on out. And that's that can be that can put a lot of pressure. So, oh, um, you know, man. I, I think it's amazing because I love them. You know, I just I just hope that they continue to deliver stuff. And I'm sure they will. Of course. Um, a couple of other winners. Bioshock Infinite. Outstanding achievement in original music composition and oh, action yeah. game of the year. <clears throat> uh, GTA five outstanding achievement in gameplay engineering and outstanding achievement for selling a crap load of games. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's Gabe's award that he added to the, no, I just added that because they just sold. So many games. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Uh, Brothers, a tale of two sons, uh, one downloadable game of the year. I got uh, a to play that. I know download is free. Uh, yep. Plants vs. Zombies 2, mobile game of the year, and casual game of the year. Um, and Ooh, do you, do you agree game. with that? <clears throat> I mean, you know, whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, you know, for me, it was, you know, I was disappointed, but I love Plants vs. Zombies, so I can see if somebody, you know, and I, like, got on there, and that was all I played when I downloaded it. So if you look at it from the standpoint of somebody playing it every once in a while, then maybe it stays fresh. But for me, I flew through it. And like every time the update comes out, I update and then I play through it. And so, right. Yeah. Uh, and for mobile game of the year, it was up against um, Wolf Among Us, which I thought was interesting. Episode one, huh. which obviously hmm. I don't feel like can win because it's such an incomplete story. It's like two hours long. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll see probably awards going that one's way once it's finished, kind of like we saw with Walking Dead. Um. Injustice Gods Among Us won Fighting Game of the Year. XCOM Enemy Within won Strategy Simulation Game of the Year. And hmm. Super Mario 3D World won Family Game of the Year. Oh, I got to go pick that up. That's not all the awards. Just some highlights that I thought I'd talk about. Very cool. Um, Before we jump into the rest of this thing, because we need to keep it moving, um, I want to talk about this Flappy Birds craziness. Oh, yeah. So Flappy Birds, uh, for those that don't know, was a mobile game that went up, I think, early last year, like March or May. I always get March and May switched up in my head when I see it. But um, but then got popularity, you know, over the Christmas season. And um, the creator, here we go, <clears throat> Dong... Nguyen is what I'm guessing. N G U Y E N. I have no idea how to say that. That works. Nguyen that sounds right. That's what I'm going with. Um, he pulled it down. He he sent he sent up a tweet right before he took it down. He said, "I am sorry, Flappy Birds users. 22 hours from now, I will take Flappy Bird down. I cannot take this anymore." Wow. So what? Uh, what happened? Yeah. He he says that it's. <laughs> and I don't know if this is complimenting himself, but uh, one of the things he said was uh, it was he felt like the game was too addictive and he saw, he thought that wasn't healthy for people. Hmm. Oh, Even though wow. he was getting fifty thousand dollars a day in ad revenues. Um, Maybe he just but, earned enough and then said, I'm done. Yeah, he it's, also said it's Fez all over again. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really Which I is. think is coming to PS4. I saw something with Fez 2 on PS4. It was like eight minutes of Fez 2 on PS4, but I don't know what it was. I should have looked at it. Anyway, um, he also said, I can call Flappy Birds a success of mine, but it it has also ruined my simple life, so now I hate it. Wow. <laughs> He he could honestly be referring to just how much you have to keep it updated, because I'm sure since the game yeah, was so sure. popular, he was getting like billions of messages just saying like, "Hey, can you uh, fix this on iPad Mini?" Or right, right. "Hey, can you fix this on iPhone 3GS?" Or right, blah blah blah. blah, blah. Exactly. I don't. Know. Um. So an interesting add to this because it was so addicting, and and because he pulled it down. Phones that download, especially iPhones, because, you know, Android people can still get it because, you know, just find the APK somewhere. But uh, phones with Flappy Birds on them are getting sold on eBay. And I'm talking thousands of dollars, y'all. That I'm not, is I'm not talking about hilarious. like that. Blows I'm not talking about like just a couple hundred dollars. And yeah, eBay and things with. Flappy Bird's on it. I'm talking thousands of dollars. It's nuts. I went on there quickly last night, and there was like a 32-gigabyte iPhone, you know, jailbroken for $10,000 with Flappy Unbelievable. Birds. Oh, my. That's, there's no way that's going to sell. So, well, here's the thing. It goes against the policies of eBay for selling copyrightable material. Oh, Nice. So I don't know how I don't. So they're starting to take some of the stuff down because I think you can't sell it saying, hey, you're buying a Flappy Birds iPhone. But you can sell mm. iPhones. You see what I'm saying? And so like the content that's on an iPhone is copyrightable as well. But I think if yeah. you start titling it because it's Flappy Birds. Then maybe I have no idea. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is here. The Flappy Birds black market. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So so wait a minute. So does that mean you can't sell like a Vita with a memory card that has games on it? I have no idea. I mean, I think that's what they're saying. That doesn't doesn't sound. Yeah, it just sounds to me like eBay's like, no, we don't want to support this. Crazy. Exactly. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. That's like you can't sell a book. You know what I mean? I mean, isn't that copyrightable as well? Anyway. Um, last thing real quick. Xbox Studios has agreed to develop a series loosely based on Nas, the rapper Nas. Oh, really? I thought, Ooh. yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so funny. But for our for us hip hop heads, yeah, right. I used to love me some Nas back in the day. Oh my gosh, love so me some Nas. Yeah, I got plenty of Nas this. up in my car. <laughs> oh brother, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh um, no, I really so, don't though. I don't yeah, have Nas. We know you or don't. Nas. Or you don't have any either. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna follow his roots. Uh, coming up in New York, and this was hilarious. Um, number one, <laughs> I think it's going to be called Street Dreams, which is like the oh. most non-street cred name I've uh, ever heard. You for, might as well throw pixie <laughs> dust on there, too, while you're at it. And listen, here's the <laughs> quote. And this is just how I read it in my head. But it says uh, it, it, the show's going to uh, it takes a look at music, 
family, and the trials and tribulations of the rap game. <laughs> oh okay. Oh, um, God. Jonathan Levine, uh, who did the Wackness 50-50 and Warm Bodies, is set to write and direct the series. And obviously, Xbox Studios trying to make a name for itself. You know, it's already talked about the Halo thing and stuff like that. And they said they have a bunch of ideas for um, original content. Uh, so man, they have this a one bunch just grabbed of my ideas. attention because I, I used did, to love Nas. I know, but I did I did not expect that something like not like a Nas series would be a top priority for them. But I'm hoping know, the s- name changes. That's awful. Yeah, I will say though, I hope it it does kind of reflect the history of of hip hop with him growing up in it because he was revolutionary back in the day and his oh, record sold. I a mean, Illmatic boatload. was ridiculous. Yeah, Illmatic was such a great record, and to see where hip hop is, it was during that time because those are that's the times of Biggie and and Tupac and even even before that, like that's that was him. Like that's who he grew up listening to. And, and now I think that would be a cool take on it, but I, uh, I don't know who knows. He, I mean, he's yeah. great. He's a, he's a great MC and, uh, it just seems very, very weird to me that they would, yeah, they would approach that. Well, you know where to find us. Twitter.com slash MTTG cast. Facebook.com slash married to the games, married to the games.com and come check out our forum. Married to the games.com slash forum. We're having a good time over there. I'm going to be diving back into the forums here in the next couple of weeks. My life has just been so crazy. It feels like ever since Christmas. It's kind of funny that, that I put that call out about the forum last week. Cause right after I did, I'm like, Oh crap. I'm so busy now. <laughs> I know, like I right? need to find time to to make these updates and stuff. So if you're out on the forum and there's a couple of suggestion threads out there, add your ideas because I'm going to start researching those very shortly, and we're going to get awesome. some. Awesome. It's it's just good to get feedback from everybody. So it really is. We love it because we want this thing to be the bomb for you guys. Um, hey Hall, I forgot. Did you say you watched the Fox and Friends thing? Yes, I did. Uh, it was on YouTube and the mix was bad. Like the, you couldn't, you couldn't hear you. So, oh, well, that's probably, that means it was good is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably hear me only cause I know what part I'm singing, but I appreciate that. It was good. I watched it on the, on Fox on their website and it might've been a better mix. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it definitely, it sounded good. So it was very, very Thanks, cool. Brethren. Thank you. Um, okay. So we asked you guys a question last week. We wanted to know who our trophy hunters were, which you were most proud of. What was the hardest to get? Our first answer from Pureville three, one, one. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> he said, awesome. I do like getting them when they come by, but I don't play uh, to get them. Uh, our boy, Lucas Ham Swisher, said, I'm definitely a trophy hunter. In just six months of owning a PS3, I've gotten within 12% of a trophy level 12 with Jeez. 700 wow. plus trophies. Good Lord. I've also gotten three you platinums, win. which I'm. Yeah, you win. Exactly. I've also gotten three Platinums, which I'm most proud of. Worked really hard for two of them. I overcame some difficult tasks. Um, let's see. Dat Ninja Dev 
said, I would love to be, but it just comes down to not having enough time. 16-bit dreams said, yes, absolutely. It usually means I spend more time than I should on a game, but I enjoy doing so, so I can't complain. Uh, his first platinum was Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, hmm. Maximus Prime says, I have one platinum Saints Row the third. Wow. Um, let's see. Our boy Paolo. Are you a trophy hunter? Yep. I was a trophy hunting. I was listening to, oh, he said he was trophy hunting while he was listening to this week's episode. The most proud of is Sleeping Dogs. He said it was really hard, but fun. He said the hardest one to get, though, was Assassin's Creed Liberation on Vita. Hmm. Um, we just got a couple more here. Tigsta. I don't know how to say that. T-I-G-S-T-A-H. Uh, I used to be an achievement whore when I was on the 360. Uh, the one that was most satisfying was five, the five, the 53,000 infected and left for dead. Woo wee. Hmm. Holy now cow. Now I want to get the, now I want to get the platinum for Black Flag and Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, Lee. I can't imagine Grand Theft Auto's got to be incredibly be hard massive. to get. Well, does that, Grand Theft Autos includes some online trophies too, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, so does Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Man, sucks if you don't have internet. Yep. Yeah, but then I again, know. you can't sink your trophies Imagine. anyway. <laughs> 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 you probably don't even listen to this show, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for. We got a lot of answers. We got a lot of answers. So check them out on the forum. Uh, we got a couple on. Twitter. I forgot to put the question up last week on Twitter, but uh, I'll do it uh, this week. So, anyway, thank you for the answers. If you want to see some more answers, we have the forum thing, and we can post that. All good in the hood, Jack. Let's get into some questions! on that one. Yeah, it was good. There's all kind of rasp on everything I'm doing this morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do this party, people. We got some more emails coming in. Email us, mailbag at Married to the Games. Uh, Speaking of Lucas Ham Swisher, he emailed us. He said, so what do you guys uh, have planned for Valentine's Day? And will there be any gaming involved? Maybe Wii U with its, quote, motion controls? I kid, I kid. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah, just whatever you do, don't do it with the Xbox One in the room. Yes, right. Exactly. For Valentine's Day, because it nobody is watching need, you. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody uh, needs to see that. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, we hope you have a, a good one. Um, I, Lauren, and I, I think we're we're just. I'm going to make her dinner, and in fact, I believe uh, Gabe, Jenny, and Amara may be coming over too. So, oh yeah. We may ha- we may have some dinner, and then we may actually get some Mario Kart in too. So we'll. Uh, we'll oh have to yeah, see. my but wife yeah. will bring it on some Mario Kart. Oh yeah, she can kill it. So yeah, Lauren and I are always just like, you know, why why go out? You know, it's going to be crowded, and, and why force our love on for one particular day? That's ridiculous. How dare we? But um, no, <laughs> it's just one of those things where we just kind of lay. Yeah, we just lay low. And it's one of those, I love you, babe, and you know that, and it doesn't take one day to tell to tell you that. So, 
That's nice. what we'll be doing. So you guys are chilling. Out. What about? Did you get her anything? She's not going to be listening to the show, so you can say. If you got yeah, her no, I'm going to get. I'm going to get her just a little something, something. So it'll be. Uh, it'll be good. Nice, Paul. We typically do something either the day before or the day after. That's a good idea to miss the rush. Yeah, just yeah, just to miss that stuff. Um, and. You know, like on actual Valentine's Day, I'm sure we'll you know, do something at home. Um, and then I always, I get her, uh, Krista flowers a lot. So I'll probably mm-hmm. get her some flowers, maybe get her some something, little something, something, like Router said. Yeah. Yeah. You always got to do the little something, something. Yeah. You have to just, just a little, like, I think it might be this year might be uh, some earrings or just something, something that just says, Hey, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> so all the wives that are listening to this show are like, all right, I better be getting some, a little yeah. something. something. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a, hey, here, here's a little something. I'm just going to go play some games now, if you don't mind. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just uh, something to keep you busy. Here's some yarn yeah. on a string. Go bat this around the kitchen for a while. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I am obviously on the road for Valentine's Day. Um, but I did get my wife something that's getting mailed to the house. Uh, no, I got good. her a, um, <laughs> it probably sounds so unsexy and unromantic, but, uh, I got her a, um, I got her a dust buster for the stairs. Um, no, <laughs> I got her a, um, an inversion table. Jitty's got mm. back problems and she's always oh. wanted an inversion table. Oh, that's and cool. That's where you put your feet in, it flips you upside down and it really stretches out your spine and, you know, you can kind of bend mm. and, you know, stuff like that. And so I was like, what can I get her that's not like flowers while I'm on the road? And I was like, you know what? Th- I'm going to go Gabe. for it and get her an inversion <laughs> table. <laughs> Dude, that's actually really cool. That's a, that's, that's, that's a really cool idea. I, I dig that. And. I forgot to do this last week, and my card is probably going to be rejected because of it, my black card. But it's February. This day in 1909, the NAACP was founded. It's your black fact of the day for February. I like that a lot. 12th. Well, okay, so technically we recorded the podcast before February last week, right? No. No, never mind. Okay, so your black <laughs> so your black card Thank was you. revoked then. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I totally crap. forgot. Gabe, I you did don't it. get to be black anymore. Yeah, I that's know. it. That's Dog done. It. Um, there, I did it all of last February every show, and totally forgot last week. I think because I was, what was I doing? I just got back from Jamaica and getting ready to leave for this trip, and I'm gone for three and a half weeks. So, uh, sorry, black people. <laughs> I'll, I won't let you down again. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, let's okay. uh, let's move on, shall we? Uh, Tyson uh, Godwin, hey, MTTG crew, TJ here, and I, and I had a question for Gabe. Because we know he's not into scary games like Outlast and Resident Evil, did he have any scares from playing Bioshock Infinite or Last of Us? If so, how did he get through those games? Personally, I feel Bioshock Infinite has a creepy aura about it, and there were some jump scares that got me. It did. You're, um, I, you're right. I mean, Bioshock Infinite did have – there was some creepiness to it. Like you knew something was a, a muck. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, go ahead. 
you know, it's funny. Um, I didn't feel that on Infinite, actually, uh, but I definitely felt it on The Last of Us. And what's so funny is I remember mm-hmm. I was sitting there. I had my Pulse Elite headphones on and I started the game up and I'm playing it. And once you like. And I remember saying to myself, crap, this is going to be scary. <laughs> because I've been looking forward to the game so much that I just overlooked the fact that it was a zombie eat your neck out game. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? And so, uh, I don't remember if it was when I got the game or when I got the demo. Remember they released the demo real late? Oh, that's and I right. I think it was the demo and I was like, shoot, this is going to be way scarier than I was planning on it being. Um, but I don't know. I think that game was so good and with Infinite 2, the story kind of, over, uh, overshadowed the scariness for me. Where with Outlast, which I will be playing Outlast again, I'm just not home for three weeks, so I will be streaming it some more. But, um, with Outlast, there's no story there. The story is a bunch of people went crazy in this insane asylum, and now you're in this insane asylum trying to get out when you wish yeah. you shouldn't have gone in in the first place. That's a terrible story. And so, yeah, um, I'm with you on that too. I think it shouldn't I think be a story. If- if you're into a story, it doesn't matter. Like I think Dead Space kind of freaked me out. There were some there were some good jump scares in Dead Space, but you wanted to continue along with the story and see how things went that you just kind of surpassed that. Exactly. Good yeah, question. Good stuff. That was a good question. All right, let's move on to Twitter. Um at Sith Nightmare. What are three movies you are looking forward to this year? And uh and it's actually a, tr- a two-fold question. And how often do you have a date night? Mm. Um uh, Lauren and I try and get a date night in like we haven't we've been trying we really wanted to do at least a once a week thing like just it doesn't work out that well so it's usually once every two weeks or so um, if we can and the good thing is is we have my parents are uh, live here and her parents live here too so we do have babysitters that can that can look out for Miss Piper but it's just one exactly. of those things where I you know we will we kind of just figure it out as we go along. Uh, three movies looking forward to this year, man. I don't know. I, I'm, I cannot yeah, wait I to go no see the Lego up. movie. Uh, my, we're going to get a bunch of people, a bunch of family together. Piper's going to go see it too with her uh, nieces and nephew. I'm really looking forward to that. I've heard nothing but great things about that movie. Um, uh, what other movies are coming out? I don't know. I have just, I haven't really been too much in the loop. Is Transformers Anybody? coming out this year? I think so. Yeah. Uh, my curious. wife loves Transformers. I'm curious about how Mark Wahlberg's going to do on this one. He's going to do great. I think hmm. so. He's a great actor. You've never I, gone I to you've him. never gone to a Transformers movie and walked away like, oh my gosh, the acting Shia LaBeouf's acting is so good. <laughs> <laughs> never. Uh, the first one was good. I didn't like the second one as much. Yeah, I I only watched the first one, so I can't give an opinion on that. Um, what else is even coming out this year? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't even remember. Well, X Men's coming out, isn't it? Oh, Days of Future Past. Oh mm. my gosh, I cannot that wait to see that cool. movie. Yeah, I think Kristen, I'll see that. Oh heck yeah. Um, me and Jenny get a date night. It's kind of the same thing as Router. If we let life get at us, then we can definitely miss it. Um, and so we can definitely like accidentally not go out it's really easy when you have kids to kind of just start doing life and next thing you know it's you know december um but we try to get out we try to get out once a week um we don't always do it but uh 
we try to make like Sundays, Sundays our day to like leave tomorrow with because my mom and Jenny's mom both live a mile and a half from the house. So it's awesome. We don't really have a great excuse for not going out. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Krista and I go out once a week because we don't have kids. So. There you go. Let that be a lesson you go to out you. Every other day. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now we typ- we typically go out on on like I mentioned to Gabe. Uh, I think last week we typically go out on Saturday at lunch. Oh, that's so we'll awesome. Do like lunch on Saturdays every Saturday, just because you know both her and I work during the week. You know, nine to five. Yep. You know, American dream, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Getting um, Saturday, is Spider-Man right? coming out this year? Spider-Man? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man. It's being, it's being mixed on uh, one of our consoles right now. That's how oh, I know. Very cool. So it is or is it? I, I missed what you said. It is. Sorry. It is. I knew about that like a month ago. And I don't Ooh, like, I wasn't um, allowed to say. I wasn't allowed to say anything until after they released oh, the yeah, news. The, the inside scoop, Jack. So I'm looking forward yeah, to Spider-Man. Buddy. And I'm actually looking forward to... Um, uh, Number one, making fun of RoboCop, but number two, um, <laughs> did they did they change his outfit a little bit after that leak came out? No, I don't, I don't think know. so. I think it looks. I the feel same. like they made him more silvery because he was like all black at one time, wasn't he? I think he's still. It's in different parts of the movie, he's all black, and other parts he's silver. Weird. Um, and then uh, I don't love Russell Crowe all the time, but Noah kind of looks interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. I've heard All right. I've heard some interesting things about that. But, yeah, I mean, good question. Yeah, very good question. Uh, let's move on. Uh, at Tattoo Trav, Travis Prosperell, what would you all do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> I love me some Klondike bars. <laughs> Made so me I'll, think of Family Guy. Where know, like, right? Would you kill a man? Uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. What I, would I you do. do for a Klondike bar? I'd do something. I don't know what. I'd skydive. Get up and go to the freezer. Yeah, I'd go. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. I'd get up and go to the freezer. I love it, Hall. You're on fire today, Uh, brother. That's pretty good. I'd probably probably skydive. If somebody was like, hey, I'll give you this Klondike bar if you skydive, I'd be like, who's paying for the skydive? Yeah, as long as as I'm not paying for it, I'm in. Exactly. Mm. Love it. Uh Let's move on. At uh, Steven Alla, Sunshine Fox 7. Do you think Metal Gear Solid 5 coming out in the form of Ground Zero uh, and then later the Phantom Pain is a good idea? Sure. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have no problem with it. I think it's it could be a good lead in. And Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like 400 days. It's like just something to whet your appetite and get you yeah. like all remembering that you love Metal Gear Solid. Right, you know and, I mean? and, and, then, and that's I think the whole point of this is they want they want to start getting a groundswell of people talking about it. So why not why not stagger it? I think it's a good idea. As right. long as it's as long as it's not like panned in the review, like if it if it comes out and the reviews are terrible, that mm, that might have been a bad idea. That will hurt. Yeah, but we'll see. That's with everything, though. <laughs> yeah. If something comes out as a bad, well, that was all, that gets was a, a bad, bad review, idea. like yeah, that was, everything's a bad idea. Once people say it sucks, people were saying Good like question. that. People were saying that Lightning Returns was a bad idea, but I was thinking like, no, they've already got the assets and the characters developed and all that stuff. I think it's a a good idea. For them to put another game out because they've got all that research and development done. Yeah, and, yeah might as well yeah, make some money not. off it. So, yeah. I won't be buying it. 
unfortunately. I bought I might 13 and out. 13 too. I might check it out on Redbox, but I don't think I'm going to buy it, unfortunately. I think I would check it out on Redbox, and if I liked it, I'd probably pick it up. It's a good one. All right, uh, at Max Templeton, given the backlash to EA's mobile Dungeon Keeper, do you think companies will begin pulling back on these free-to-wait games? No. No, I don't think so either. I think it's it's just one of those things where there, there's a uh, – the problem is, I in my opinion, I think games are – it's so saturated. The market is so saturated now when it comes to mobile gaming. Like there's just – it'll make your head spin to see how many games are available or how oh, many yeah. – and just in general how many apps are available. I think it's overwhelming, and I just don't – I don't go on the app store anymore. I just play the games that I've played, and if something really popular comes out – or I've tried something and I like it, then I'll search for that game. But I'm not sitting there browsing because it's just so overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff out there, boy. I, I and Plus, there are so many people who play mobile games who don't pay attention to any game news at all. They don't even know that game news exists. Right. So they don't know right, there's a course. backlash about anything. And they yeah. don't care. Or the game just kind of fits their need. There's so many people that, that like pay instead of waiting. So I don't think anybody's going to stop making those kind of games. Yeah, I agree. Good uh, question. Yeah, that was very good. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. At Derek L. Putnam, not gaming related, but what is your favorite non-digital activity to do for fun with your wives? Um, we like to go to movies. and That's and just, digital. Well, sort of, <laughs> I guess. Non-digital. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, we go, we go out and, we love to go out and, and eat some good food. And if there's a new restaurant in town or something, we always like to try and we're kind of foodies. We kind of like to go out and. Hey, that's digital. <laughs> 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 what is the matrix all of a sudden? What's going on here? Are you actually eating the steak? Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Just speaking of matrix real quick, please everybody go watch. Samuel L. Jackson was on a, a news thing called KTLA. And they were like, the the entertainment segment guy was talking to him. He's in the entertainment guys in Hollywood. Samuel L. Jackson's in Atlanta, so he's you know it's over satellite. And the guy goes, "Hey, so all this Marvel stuff and everything like that, and your Super Bowl commercial. Did you get a lot of did you get a lot of praise for that Super Bowl commercial?" Samuel L. Jackson goes, "What Super Bowl commercial?" And the guy was talking about the the one with Morpheus, where. Which is obviously not Samuel L. Jackson. That's Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and uh and Samuel L. Jackson goes, What what Super Bowl commercial? And the guy goes, uh, oh, 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 I'm I'm sorry. He goes, I am not. He goes, see, you're just as bad as the people on Twitter. You're just as crazy <laughs> as them. He's like, I'm not Lawrence Fishburne. And he does not <laughs> let, he does not let this guy off the hook for a good two and a half minutes. And it's the longest two and a half minutes of this guy's life. Oh, and, it's and he got fired afterwards. And he got fired after that. And he was like, you're the entertainment guy and you don't know the difference between me and Lawrence Fishburne. He said, <laughs> oh. he said, I'm, he said, I'm the what's in your wallet guy. He sells cars and Morgan Freeman also sells cars. He was like, I'm not him either. Oh, it was so, so <laughs> oh funny. that's amazing. Oh, and I know that, I know that white folks are like, this is old. Okay. Black people don't look alike. Yeah, but it happens to us all the time still. And so that's why it's hilarious from somebody who gets mistaken as Darius Rucker all the time. I know, right, Darius Rucker? 
<laughs> speaking of, speaking of that Super Bowl commercial, can we just can we talk about that real quick? The one with Lawrence Fishburne. It was good up until he started singing. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just You just say Morpheus it. shouldn't sing. Morpheus shouldn't yeah, sing. Morpheus, Morpheus well, should never sing. And I think that might have been his call because I think didn't Lawrence Fishburne kind of like leave cinema to do Broadway or something? I have no idea. I think he's been doing either Broadway or plays. You might be right. Something. Yeah, you might be right. That's funny. That's good. Oh my gosh. Anyway, That's- sorry. That's good. Awesome. Uh, Hopefully somebody can write it in and set us straight. Who is Samuel L. Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) He had that show called The Cosby's, remember? Right, (laughs) right, right. Oh, yeah. He had an awesome show. Yeah. Yeah, Pudding Pops. and (laughs) Then I put them in the... (laughs) Okay, at Dev A. Tyus or Devin Tyus, uh, with the new Slim Vita announcement with Borderlands 2, do either of the Tims have any interest in picking one up? Paul, I think you already answered yeah, that. Yeah, we already addressed that, yes. I don't, I still don't, I don't think I'm going to get one. I, I don't need the portability of it. I don't have a reason to, to be perfectly honest. Like, I'm usually, I'm usually within a five minute drive of my house like i'm not traveling much if i was traveling more i would probably get one i i don't see the need for it right now just because i I, you know i just like sitting in front of a nice big tv what and playing games there but i don't know we'll see uh kyle uh kyle hall at marvel zombie 616 gabe how'd you hook up with toby mac have you been involved with any other acts besides toby and hootie and the blowfish (laughs) 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 that's awesome well played Ah. sir well played oh gosh that's funny um that is we almost need we almost need a whole episode just so you can tell your story i know explain i'll do i'll do the very very quick version um when I was 10 years old, there was a group called DC Talk, and they took out kid dancers. They wanted, like, little kids come out and dance, and I happened to be one of them when I was 10. And so just through that, I had a relationship with Toby, and then he had a record company called Goatee Records, and I ended up working there when I was 16. And then when I stopped working there when I was 19, he called me and asked me if I wanted to go on the road. But at the time, I was on the road with a guy named John Rubin, um, but that was kind of coming to a close, and then... He said, do you want to go on the road? And I said, where's the first show? He said, Jamaica. And I said, let me pray about it. Yes, I'll do that. <laughs> so, um, so in uh, March, this next month makes 12 years of on the road. With wow. Going into my That's 13th awesome, year. It's a long time. Crazy. Yeah. I'm really, really, re- I want everyone to hear me very clearly. I am under talented to be in the job that I'm in. So... I'm very, very, very grateful, and I don't take a day of it for granted. Actually, I do sometimes, but I don't mean to, but I know not to, and I'm I'm very grateful for where God's put me. It's incredible. That's awesome, man. All right, sorry. No, no, that's good. That's that that'll close it out for questions this week, guys. Thank you everybody um, for for submitting all of your questions. Keep it up. We love. I love this segment. It's just fun to be able to talk to you guys and kind of get your oh, feedback. Oh, Gabe, you forgot to mention in that 12-year stint, you had that three-year hiatus with Hootie or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when I stopped doing, me and Toby got in a big fight, and I was like, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to show you. And he's like, you can't be a lead singer. And I was like, I don't have to be the lead singer. I'm going to have a group. 
And he was like, well, you'd be called Gabe Patillo and the Flectones. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be called Hootie and the freaking Blowfish. So put that in your pipe. And I gave a swing and we had some success and stuff like that. But now I'm back on the road with Toby. There you go. <laughs> but hey, everybody's calling. By the for way, I'm kidding. Show, I'm not. So. <laughs> Golly. Uh, I, when I met when I met Darius Rucker, I, I walked up to him and I was like, hey, I just want you to let you know that I'm really keeping it real for you in Franklin, Tennessee. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm you. And I'm being nice to everyone, just so you That's know. That's awesome. <laughs> he said, thank you. I said, I try to tell everybody we don't look alike. I said, you're taller, you're skinnier, and you're better looking. He goes, ah, I'll take two out of three. I was like, all right. That sounds, That's good. That sounds good. Uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, thank you guys for the questions. We have a question for you guys, as always, this week. Uh, Hall's talked about this before, just in his life, having a lapse in gaming. And kind of not gaming for a while and what brought him back to gaming. So we were wondering, has any of you guys ever stepped away from gaming for a while? How long? Why was it? Or you don't even have to say why was it, but what brought you back? How long and what brought you back to gaming? I thought that'd be a good question to ask and see what people said out there. Of course, use hashtag answer MTTG uh, cast on the. Oh, no, just hashtag answer MTTG answer on MTTG. Twitter. Yep. Or answer you can Hootie. use it. Uh, yeah, answer who yeah. or you could um, say it on our forums or send us an email if you have a longer explanation. So did you ever step away from gaming? How long? What brought you back? You guys got anything else? That's a wrap. I'm good. Well, I'm Gabe Patillo in the frozen tundras of South Dakota. That is Tim Router. That is Timothy Hall. 074. We staying married to the games and we up out this thing. Peace! That one hurt. I sneezed earlier and it had rasp on it. Yeah. I was like, uh, I'm <laughs>